like a, a normal person, but with bare <laughs> arms. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark four, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power of Suits, and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Patrick Rowland, or as I sometimes say, Pat, like which one would you rather be? Would it be, it be Pat, Patrick, Rick even maybe? I don't know it could be Rick, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? I, in real life, I go with Patrick, so let's go with Patrick, but I, you know, it's like, it's fun, it's... It's nice to be fun online. So you can call me Pat. I'm good with it. Okay, cool. So it, it might be like a term of endearment. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I might say Patrick, mm-hmm. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. And then one time I'm like, oh, Pat, you know, like, and then that's how you know <laughs> that we're friends. That's how I know. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. So welcome back. You were on the show with me uh, about a month ago, give or take. And uh, we announced a super sweet house party protocol painting competition that has wrapped up just in the nick of time for you, I would say, right? Uh, yes, we are one day away from my uh, my wife's due date. So so I'm glad the baby wasn't early. I am too. I am very glad for that, but I'm also very excited for you. It's such an exciting time as a young dad. I'm sure a lot of our suits out there listening are very familiar with this. Those of you that aren't, you know, maybe one day, well, you know, it's I'm, I'm excited. And maybe even the young mothers out there, I know that there there might be a few ladies that listen to this and it's an exciting time I'm sure for you guys. And, uh, I'm real happy for you, man. Like I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it's fun. And that just means another person in the hobby one day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I will definitely make sure they try wargaming. I'm definitely going to see if they're interested. If it's not their thing, that's fine, but, uh, definitely going to try when they're at the right age. Oh yeah. You got to ease them into it, right? Like I bought <laughs> Catan jr. For my son when he was like uh-huh. four or five, let him win like 20 times in the row. Uh-huh. And then I destroyed him. I was like, all right, you yeah. got 20 wins. All right, so it felt good, right? It felt good to win? Okay, here's how it feels to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I do in our games. I, I let you win. Ah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's yep. that's what I'm trying to do to people online, but somehow I just keep <laughs> lucking into victory. Oh, poor you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's happening. But today we have a jam-packed show. So we're finally going to finish talking about the last characters that were revealed for the Winter Guard. So that would be Ursa Major and Red Guardian, which I'm really excited to discuss these characters because I think in the, you know, Tommy Tiger, Big Tiger Dad guy, you know, nobody wants to call him the Tiger King. I get it, but like kind of the Tiger King. In in the, the shuffle of, of all of that and then all of the other reveals that we got from Mini Stravaganza, I think people kind of lost sight of the fact that Winter Guard's a thing and they're coming. And they're kind of exciting in a way. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited for them. What about you? I'm very excited. Um, I've, I've read about them in a couple comics recently, and I'm I think they have a cool look. I like the way they look on the table. I like the minis. 
And uh, yeah, Russian, you know, Russian Avengers, basically. How, how cool is that? I want to, I'm going to give them a try. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, their rules seem fun. So we're going to go over these last two characters there. But before we do that, I do want to take a time to announce the winner of our painting competition and just talk about it in general. And without further ado, shout out to Fabu Caribou. I hope I'm saying that right. So is that how you'd say Fabu? 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 I'd I'd go with Fabu. I I don't know. Uh, Fabu Caribou. Yes. Well, if you're listening, Fabu Caribou, which I hope you are, congratulations. And I got to say, he submitted a Daredevil model, a Shadowlands Daredevil model that was pretty incredible. Yeah, I I can't. So this is actually the only Daredevil model that was submitted. Um, but he literally submitted Daredevil Shadowland Shadowland Daredevil, and in the Shadowlands Shadowlands painting competition, and uh, happened to have the best model, so he won. Yeah, it was really great. I was really excited, and I gotta say though, I really liked seeing all the entries we got. We only got mm-hmm. seven this time around, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a win. That's better than zero, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things we kind of sprung this on people right at the last second. There was only, I think, a month worth of time. It was kind of a restrictive theme in a sense and all of that stuff. So, you know, it's one of those things where seven doesn't sound like a lot, but I see it as an absolute win, not only for the podcast, but for the community as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I so you know I, I listen to podcasts probably about a week or two weeks after they're released for my favorite podcasts uh, and my you know my less than favorite podcasts. I listen to like a month or two later. So there might be someone listening to the contest today who's you know or the, the contest announcement a month ago today if they were on vacation or something. So the next time, will if there happens to be a next time, we should definitely announce like give people at least two months. I think I bet we get a lot more entries if we gave people two months. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, if there's a next time, I think the theming idea is really good, but I think we can go a little broader, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think that that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. You know, maybe, maybe a little, little, little shield versus Hydra action, maybe since that's the new hotness. Yeah. And I think the models are rumored to come out in September. So then we could start in September and then go, you know, two months after that. I love it. I'm here for it. But more on that another time. But I do want to go ahead and highlight it's It's kind of hard in an audio medium like a podcast to highlight something visual like a painting entry. However, Mm -hmm. I do want to highlight a few. And... One of them specifically is this juggernaut that I just love. I love it because mm-hmm. this person, and I'm, I'm not going to give people's names and stuff like that. You know, you know who you are if you submitted this and you're listening to this. This person used a true metallic metal technique on juggernaut's like helmet and his little like knuckle dusters or whatever they're called. And it, look, it just looks really nice and it seems like that was like that little bit of extra and then the the little purple veins running through his body and everything, which I got to say, every time I think about the word veins, I, I think about that episode of Family Guy where Stewie gets on steroids. Have you seen that episode? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Okay, so Stewie gets on steroids. The name of the episode <laughs> of is called Stewroids. So do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's a great episode of Family Guy. So he's on steroids and... He's walking around all muscly and he's, he goes, 
I got veins that carry blood all over my body. I said body, <laughs> like John Mayer. I've been really into him lately. And you better be okay with it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. A ridiculous, hilarious scene. But uh-huh. like, I, I think of that when I look at this model and it just makes me happy. It just brings me joy. Uh-huh. So thank you to the person that submitted this juggernaut. It's, it's impeccable and I love it. Yeah, can, can I for one second for for yeah, all yeah. the people who submitted, please like I please submit in the painting channel in the House Party Protocol Discord, uh, your entry. Um, we don't want to we don't want to uh, publish them for people since we didn't say we were going to do that. So if you did submit, please publish in the painting part of the, in the painting channel in the Discord so that everyone else can see the same juggernaut that we're seeing because it is awesome. Um, yeah, the, the the metallic looks really good. Um, purple, I just like highlighting veins on those huge muscly guys, so that looks fantastic. I actually really like the boots. Um, the boots are just well, well, It's pro- it might even just be a wash. I'm not sure if there's a highlights, but it looks great. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's just it's just fun, and, and like I said, it mm-hmm. just hits me right in the joy, happy times, which yep. which I'm here for. I'm, I'm super amounts of here for, so. I, I I think it's hard to paint um, a like a brown brown right next to a reddish brown because you want them to look distinct. You want to have contrast on the model, um, but you still the juggernaut's supposed to be red and brown, so you kind of have to do that. And it, it's I think it's hard to make that look good. So that's I think the other thing that I really like about this mini. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That that you know, it's one of those things. Like I don't know the minutia of painting all that well, but like you really nailed it right there with that. Yeah, and. Another one I want to highlight. I mean, they, they're all great. I, I want to go yep. ahead and say, like, every every submission is great. And another one that I really enjoyed is this pretty awesome Spider-Man, or let me rephrase, this pretty amazing, amazing Spider-Man. It was mm-hmm. a nice little <laughs> subtle use of OSL, mm-hmm. which object source lighting, like, very subtle. And that's, like, something that resonates with me because sometimes for just how I paint, I'm like, man, I don't, I want it to look more subtle and I see some other paint jobs which are amazing, but it's just not not personally for me that are just like blasting you in the face with OSL. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, yes. I didn't think I was going to get frosted today, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. OSL can be, this is something one of the, one of the Wills said on a, I think on a painting stream, but they said that OSL can be um, overpowering, right? It can just, it can be yes. the whole model if you let it be. And so I, I do like a subtle OSL. So it adds to the model without being the only effect you see. That, that's my personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad we align on that, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I, so the thing I'd add to, and there's the Pat, the thing, the thing I'd add to this is, um, I think they did a good job with, this is going to sound silly, but like they took it on a black background. So all I'm seeing is the mini. Um, so sometimes people take, you know, maybe not the, not the greatest angle or not the greatest shot, but uh, it look it looks really good. Like I'm only looking at the mini with just a black background behind it. So, and there's the newspaper on the base. Um, so it's good stuff. Oh yeah. And uh, that's another thing is, you know, pictures of minis. Like we got a lot of pictures of these minis. Obviously it was four per mm-hmm. submission, so that's a lot for just seven entries. And I got to say that, you know, the ones on the back background, it just really makes those minis pop, you yeah. know? And it's it's really interesting. Like you said, it's like there's nothing else there. It's like they're in a void of nothingness but miniature. And, yep. uh, you know, there's a lot of great videos out there online for people if they want to learn how to take great pictures of their miniatures. And I'd highly yep. recommend checking those out if you're interested on how to display your miniatures uh, yep. and whatnot. 
Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you this, Patrick, this is, this is one of those things mm-hmm. where like, I never really kind of understood what was happening in real space when I see people take pictures mm-hmm. of miniatures. Right. So like, you know, someone takes a picture of a miniature with a black background. Right. And it looks really awesome. But like realistically, all somebody's doing is like putting a piece of black construction paper or a piece of black cloth like around something and then taking a picture. And like I never for whatever reason, my brain doesn't connect that. Like whenever I see that, all I see is like that miniature is amazing and it's probably enormous. And I don't know how they did this. And really, it's just pretty simple process, but it's it just always blows my mind. It is one of those things that literally, when you when once you've set it up the first time, it'll take you five minutes to set up the next time, and it's really fast, and it just adds a lot to the mini, right? You can spend you know an hour in Photoshop, and not not an hour. The Photoshop's gotten really good in recent years, and you can just you know auto select the background. But for the most, but you can save a lot of time by just taking the mini on a black background, taking the photo. Yeah, yeah, and you should definitely take a picture of yourself taking a picture of the mini, <laughs> so that sure people can see what's happening in real time. Like, cause it just, yeah. I don't know why I, my brain just, just turns <laughs> off, I guess, for whatever reason, uh-huh. I am uh-huh. an idiot. It's okay. It's okay. But, <laughs> but I'm your idiot suits. I'm your idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so anyways, uh, Pat, did you have anything else you wanted to highlight from the painting competition? Um, yeah, so a, a lot of great stuff. Um, I'm also really happy that someone sent in ninjas, um, just because I didn't yes. actually mention ninjas in, because they weren't a character, right? Ninjas are like a group of characters. So I'm glad one person just realized that ninjas are in there and they painted the ninjas. Um, but I think the one thing I want to point out, so we had this whole um, painting rubric and and we generally liked it. I th- and if you, uh, we're not going to release the judges scores, but the judges scores are almost all the same, like very rarely where they're sort of points differences. Um, but all very few people got perfect scores. So if you ever looked at that painting rubric and you said, man, I can maybe get a two or I can get a one for this. I, I don't think I can get a three point for that. Like almost no one else did either. Um, I, I, there's a lot of people who submitted incredible work, but it wasn't like the, it wasn't a four on the painting scale. Um, please. So what I'm trying to say here is please submit. Cause we'd love to see your stuff and you don't need to be, you don't need to, you don't need to get a perfect score to submit a mini. Lots of people submitted lots of really good stuff. Um, even if they didn't get a perfect score. Um, so I, I think I just want to, to highlight that. Oh, hundred percent. And when he says he'd love to see your stuff, he means your miniatures. <laughs> that, oh, wait, that, wait, 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 wait. I can't even yes. say that. That still has a little ring to it. Hang on. <laughs> he means your your models. There you go. Got it. Oh, Tiny boy. plastic okay. figurines. I am signing off of Discord for a week. Yeah, so p- please, we would love to see your miniature models. Um, that would be excellent. <laughs> so with that, painting stuff, like you said earlier, definitely if you're one of the suits that's a, uh, a patron out there, you're in the House Party Protocol Discord, definitely post that picture mm-hmm. if you're interested in doing that. You don't don't feel obligated to. You absolutely don't have to. But but definitely do that. And um, Fabu, Caribou, Fabu, Caribou, I, I, the person that won, you know who you are. You have an email. Check it. Um <laughs> I will be in touch with you about what you can win. So I'm, like I said, at the, all the times we promoted the show, either a Cago 2 movement ruler set or a model box of your choosing. So, uh, or, you know, uh, of the 
Shadowlands Daredevil-y priced choosing, I should mm-hmm. say, since that was the theme for the event. So, yeah. And one more thing. Um, one more reason that I want everyone to submit is we gave everyone feedback. So the judge, I realized after I judged the first model that I wanted to give the person feedback. And so I add an extra field to our judging form. And all of us, I think almost everyone got at least two pieces of feedback from two different judges. I think most people got three. Um, so even the winner got three pieces of feedback. So like, even though it was really, really good, we still had like, wow, I love this, but here's one tiny area you could improve. So if you want to get some feedback on your painting, um, I saw Will give excellent advice and Polda gave excellent advice as well. So, um, that's another reason to submit. Cause we, we'd love to, we'd love to send you feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to tell you what you messed up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Opportunities for improvement, for growth. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, it's look, that's why I say this pretty much every episode. Send me emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send me messages on Facebook. Hit me up on Discord. Tell me how I can make this show better, how I can be house party protocol better for you, for the suits out there. You know, it's, it's for you guys just as much as it is for me. Like, I, I do this because I enjoy it, but I also want other people to enjoy it as well. So I really appreciate any kind of criticism, you know, negative, positive, whatever. I'm, I'm here for all of it because all it's going to do is help me be a better creator for you guys and to make sure that I give y'all the best possible product that I can't, uh, product's not the right word, the, the best possible fun and, and good vibes that I can give out there, you know? So that's just, that's how I feel about it. So Anyways, with all of that, without further adieu, I say we jump right in and we talk about a bear. Let's talk about a bear. So first things first, as always, we're going to check out the miniature for Ursa Major. And I got to say, that bear did not skip ab day. (laughs) It is uh, an incredibly muscular bear. It, it's like a if, if D&D has a werebear mini, I bet this looks better than that. Like, it, it is a ripped bear. Oh, my gosh. That, a, a werebear. Yeah, for real. Everybody that has ever played D&D, if you're a werebear, like, this is going to be on the table now. Like, it just has to be. Because, I mean, just look at it. It's a specimen. It's yeah, a specimen it, of beariness. Yeah. It's great. And, and... Uh, the studio paint job is ridiculous, and no, my bear will not be painted this well, if painted at all, <laughs> but, like, it's just a cool model. Like, it's intimidating. That is an intimidating model. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's a great model. I mean, it's a big model on a 50 mil, or on the medium-sized base, so yep. it is It is a, a lovely-looking model. I Well, I'm going to say it is in my top 15. I'm pretty sure. Top 15 oh, sculpts for AMG. That's a bold, bold bold claim and I really kind of like it I'm here for it and for those of you that have been listening to the show for a long time y'all know that I started with Guild Ball and there was a bear in Guild Ball too and this bear definitely would beat that bear's ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I haven't played Guild Ball but yeah I, I bet yeah yeah no I just and you notice something that's missing from the bear though that's literally been on I think every single Marvel Crisis oh. Protocol model. Is it a tactical rock? There is no tactical rock. Oh, you're correct. I, I'm, sh- there is, 
part of me, like, so in the photograph they released, there's all these trees around it, and I hope there's going to be a tactical tree, but I don't think there is. Nope. I, I think this is the first Marvel Crisis Protocol miniature with no tactical work. I mean, even Honey Badger had, like, the tiniest little pebble underneath her heel. Yeah, they 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 love their tactical rocks. Either that or like or there's like magic and you're floating above the magic yep. or there's some other thing. They're very good about adding some sort of basing elements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're like Mr. Sinister stepping out of the vat or something. Like they right. add a lot of that stuff. And this one has none of it. It's weird. It's like a corset model. Yeah. You know, to be fair though, to be fair, it doesn't need it. No. It's badass. It, it, yeah. It might even take away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and look, this is a very like human anatomy bear, yeah. <laughs> but my God, it's, it just looks awesome. Yeah, I'm it, sorry, like it just looks awesome. I don't. It's not my favorite sculpt in the game. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's it's fine. It's it's a good sculpt and all that fun stuff. But like the studio paint job, this this whole, it just looks awesome. It just looks yeah. awesome. awesome. It, I I think it's the the, the I, I don't know what to call it. I'm gonna call it feathering, where it's just like the very thin lines that simulate hair i think it just looks incredible yeah yeah absolutely so uh i'm I'm super here for it and uh just like we're going to talk about with this character which it's funny to me how the model is cut from granite but the yeah. picture on the stack card <laughs> i mean look he's been doing some 12 ounce curls it's it's it skipped ab day the, the, <laughs> the bear on the art card skipped ab day Actually, you know what? The bear has never been to Ab Day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> at least if you look at the picture, it's just its just so funny. These two things are just not the same. <laughs> uh, I'm glad this bear doesn't have feelings because I'm pretty sure we're body shaming the bear. Oh, no. Look, hey, man. Uh, you know, if you're a bear out there that, ha- you know, you, ha- you skipped Ab Day, it's cool. I skipped Ab Day, too. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It's all right. So oh. we've got Ursa Major. It's Mikhail Ursus, which, fun fact, Ursa Major, this character, Mikael Ursus, I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, please tell me, it's fine. This character actually appeared in the MCU in non-bear form. What? Yeah, so in Black Widow, when Red Guardian, David Harbour's character, is in the prison, before he gets busted Mm -hmm. out, he's doing an arm wrestle, Mm -hmm. and he's arm wrestling with this character. And he breaks his breaks his wrist. What? Yep. And they used his name. Yeah, he everything? says he, he calls him Ursa. Oh, <gasps> I need to rewatch it now. Yep, it's a big dude too. It's a, it's a big dude. Huh. fascinating. Yeah. Yep. So we have Ursa Major Mikel Ursus here, and we got a top stat line of seven stamina, a movement speed of short. A size of three, threat value four, physical defense three, energy defense of three, and a mystic defense of four. Interesting. So, Patrick, what kind of stands out to you on that top stat line? Because I think there's a few interesting things. I uh, Besides the seven stamina, it kind of feels like, um, it just feels like a three threat. Um, uh, just, just like a sort of standard. So I would assume he'd have something maybe a little bit more, or if he did have the stat line, maybe he'd have some sort of defensive stuff or offensive stuff or movement stuff. Um, but he does have the seven stamina. The seven stamina is pretty good. 
Yeah, seven stamina is nice. I mean, that is really hard to chew through just yeah. on a on a two attack basis. Like, right? Like, let's let's assume you're not doing two spenders and you're not Corvus Glaive counting blanks for yeah. everything, right? So yeah. it's really a lot to chew through, and even just rolling kind of basic defense dice to get seven damage through in two attacks is is really tough. It's really Absolutely. tough. So, yep. I like that. Another interesting thing here is we've got another 50 mil character with a short move, which yeah. I hate it. Like, I get it. I get it. It's a bear. It's got short little legs, but bears are fast. <laughs> bears, yeah. I, I've seen, what is it, the, the Revenant or something? Like, yeah. bears are bears are scary. Um, I live in Colorado, and bears are legit scary. People have bear spray. So, yeah, uh, they maybe it could be medium, but... I, I get short. I get it. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. But another interesting thing that I've noticed, right? And and you'll a little spoiler alert. Little uh -huh. little spoiler for Red Guardian. All of the Winter Guard have a four Mystic Defense. Yes. Like that's I kind of interesting, and I'm kind of here for it. Yes. And the last game I lost was against Convocation, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of thinking about Winter Winter Guard. Yeah. No, I kind of like them. I, I'm kind of here for it. So. Pat, would you like to do the attacks? Yes, absolutely. So the first one is called Bare-Handed Slap, which is an interesting name. I like it. It's physical, range two, strength of five, and a cost of zero. It's the builder. So, uh, so after this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. And it has a wild bleed. So if you roll the wild, after this attack is resolved, the target character gains the bleed special condition. Exactly, which for those of you that might be brand new to Marvel Crisis Protocol, that just means after a character's activation, they take one damage. Yep. Pretty I, neat. Yeah, solid, solid little thing. I mean, look, barehanded slap, of course it gives out bleed. Bears have claws. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bears have claws. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. just, look, you know how I connected those dots? I went from A to B, just like that. Boom. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's perfect, right? So it's like, when I think of people who have bleed, it's, uh, you know, it's like a Zemo or a, I think Wolverine has pierce, but if they either have pierce or bleed for sharp objects, that makes sense. It makes sense, exactly. So the next one, also physical, bear-armed brawler, range two, strength seven, with a power cost of three. So before damage is dealt, if the target character's size four or less, this character may throw the target character short. And after this attack is resolved, the target character gains this stagger special condition. No triggers on those. Yes, you just get them. And I especially love the part before damage is dealt, the throw happens, where that means like if you did enough damage to daze or KO the character, you still get the throw. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. And then you can throw them into something else, into someone else, or just throw them away. So when they come back next turn, they're farther away. It's great. And with one less action because of that stagger special condition. Oh, yeah. Oof. Oof. That's mean. Yeah. And it's really affordable, too. I think that that's one of the things that, like, a theme of four threat characters is seven dice, three power spenders. So I really kind of like that. And this one here, we've seen something like this before on our good favorite tree, Groot. But I've got to ask you a question. So I've noticed bare-handed slapped, bare-armed brawler. They're making a lot about his, his appendages, but not the fact that he is a bear. Like, when I read this, if I didn't know that it was a bear, I'd have been like, was this like a dude with bare 
arms, like a, a normal person, but with bare <laughs> arms. Like that's what I would have thought. I love that you would have thought that, Will. That is not what I would have. Th- I mean, you could think that. That is not what I would have thought. But um, but I get it. Yeah, it's, it's so far. There's it is just the bare appendages. Right. I mean, it, again, if if you don't know the character and you've never <laughs> seen a picture of it and you read this card, uh, I mean, all right, suits. I'm not that. Is that I know I'm crazy, but I don't know. look. It's late, so you know. We're just rolling with it here. It's going to be We're good. Rolling. We're in one of those podcasts today. You're welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now when we look at these attacks, he's only got the two. And mm-hmm. they're both range two. So that to me is kind of a little limiting, especially mm-hmm. moving short. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Moving short is just, it. it's really rough unless you have some sort of extra move thing. Um like, I, I play a lot of the Hulk, and the short move is annoying unless you have enough power for Gamma Leap, and then it's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And yeah. Ursa here has a superpower. It's an active superpower that we've seen before called Charge. It will cost you two power and an action. This character immediately makes a move action followed by an attack action. This superpower can be used only once per turn. So I really like this. I think having charge on this character is great. The problem, again, like, and I'm not trying to tear down this character as we go through because I think that there's actually some really interesting things here that maybe kind of fall under the radar. However, the problem is you're not going to be able to charge until probably turn two unless you advance R&D or you hit him with Mm -hmm. a Wong, something like that to get this charge going. But again, your charge is only short. So trying to kind of put all that stuff in perspective, which if you think about a 50 millimeter base on a short move, that's just a little longer than a medium move small base character. I'm in terms of a medium move stick, like a small base medium move character still moves farther in that distance. So I think it's one of those interesting things like having charge, I think is really good for Ursa, but you've got to like put Ursa in a position to get some damage so that this is online, I think. Yeah, I I, I think he's going to be I think he's going to be really good in um when you don't need to like pick up an extract or something with him because then you can definitely charge turn 2. That's when that's when I think Ursa is going to be good. Cuz that charge is going to is going to help you so much. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Next superpower we have is Another active superpower, so he has to do it on his turn. Ursine Temper. It's going to cost you three power. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less and within range two and throw it medium. This superpower can be used only once per turn. I love a medium terrain throw. I wish it had characters too, but medium throws are the spice of life, in my humble opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Medium throws are much, much farther. Because with a short throw, you kind of need to be right next. A short terrain throw, you need to be like right next to someone for it to work. Whereas medium, you can be a little bit away and and still get the throw off, which is great. Exactly, exactly. And then lastly, we have an innate superpower. So this is always active. After an attack targeting this character is resolved, if this character suffered damage, it may advance short toward the attacking character. I think this is critical. For Ursa major success, and it is worth noting, nothing changes on the injured side. So we've got a 
16 total stamina bear on the tabletop right now. And Patrick, I'm going to get your opinion like on the totality of this character and then and then I'll talk about how I feel about him. I like some things about Ursa Major. Um okay, so look, I said for painting for for the model, I said he was in the top 15. Um I I I think he's just below half for four threats. So I think for four threats he's just below half. He's got he's got a totally average strike, but he's got a really cool automatic throw. He's got an automatic stagger. He's got a charge. He's got a terrain throw and he's got aggressive. So he's got like five really cool things, but none of them are amazing. Does that make he's sort of like a general he's like good at a bunch of things? Um, but I don't know if he's amazing like someone like, you know, Black Panther or Medusa or someone like that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really fair. And I think when you look at like four threats a, as mm-hmm. a comp, right? Like that's that's kind of what you have to, I think, think about with this character is that I think he's situational. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which is fine. I, I don't think that every four threat character needs to be Black Swan or yep. Corvus Glaive or Black Panther, Killmonger. They don't have to be like these these things. They can be situational, and I think that that's okay. But the thing I have with, with this character specifically is that we've seen a character awfully similar to this before and for one threat value less. And this is a, one of the things that I think people kind of harped on when we, this character was first revealed is... It's very similar to Groot. Groot's a three-threat character with the same stamina, arguably worse defenses, but not really. It's four, two, and three, so the energy's not so great, but has the same type of strike except one range longer, so range three. The same spender, except the thing about Ursa's is his is cheaper, which is nice, but they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Groot's throw is unrestricted size. So little differences, right? Like little, little subtle differences. But Ursa has that charge and the throw, which I think is where he kind of outshines Groot. Again, because I, I feel like that that comparison was made and it's like, you know, that's one threat more Groot. And I feel like that's a fair comparison. But when you look at the total package and you look at what Ursa's going to be doing on the tabletop. And that's where I think Ursa's going to shine, right? Is he's not going to be great into every matchup. Into mm-hmm. Wakanda, I'm going to play him all day because mm-hmm. they're going to push him around and he's just going to aggressive. You know what I mean? And and then he's going to be in their face, you know, bare-armed, brawling people. And you know who really doesn't like being staggered? That's Black Panther. Yeah. He no, he no like it. So... I love that kind of thing. And then I also like the um, just the uh, idea that if you're playing Winter Guard and again, going back to like Crimson Dynamo and what he does and everything and that leadership, if he's on the tabletop, you know, Crimson Dynamo is making your enemy do less damage potentially by applying the shot condition. And then if Ursa's got a special condition on him, well, he's going to be able to remove it with the Winter Guard there. And then, you know, the secure objective stuff. If he's on that secure objective, he might not even be pushed. And then he gets to aggressive closer to somebody. Like, yep. I think that all of that kind of stacks into a really interesting situation 
when you look at like the synergies of these characters. But again, I, I will say, I, I think Ursa is situational. So something like an intrusions or demons downtown, but definitely don't put Ursa on one of the demon points per se. But, you know, one of these mm. secures, it's kind of close up where he's going to yep. be in the thick of it and your opponent is going to have a hard time controlling him and have to deal with him, I think is, is what's going to be interesting, right? Because the thing about Ursa, he's going to take damage and you're going to get power and you're going to have to actively choose charge, bear arm brawler, or throw, you know, two of the three most likely, but not both. And I think a charge into a bear arm brawler is really going to surprise people. Yeah. No, I, I think the strong thing about Ursa Major is if you target him with an attack and you do at least one damage, he can choose to basically attack you next round because he's going to aggressive towards you because you did a damage. And then he's going to have at least two power, one from the damage you dealt and one from the, the next turn. He's going to charge you. Uh, so that's two short moves uh, plus his base. So I feel like that's at least range four, maybe range, maybe maybe not range five. But he's basically, if you attack him and do a damage, he can choose to attack you on his next activation. Does that make sense? That's the way I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no, and that's and that's exactly it. And that's the thing. Like, I think how you deal with an Ursa is places. Yeah. Like any character that has places or advances yep. are are definitely useful. But the problem is most of those abilities take rolling dice, take doing damage potentially. So even if you do those kind of things, not places so much, like scalpel is going to be Ursa's worst nightmare. But if I'm burning Scalpel on Ursa and not Crimson Dynamo, not somebody else on a Winter Guard squad that is going to be more overall impactful, well, then that's good. That's good for my opponent if I'm burning that on Ursa. It, you know, it's good for yep. me to keep Ursa away, but it, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, I hear you. So, so I think Ursa's impact on the game is not going to be felt like uh, Malekith's, obviously. No. Seven threat versus four threat. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like the impact on the game, it won't be as in your face. It'll be a much more subtle impact, but it's, a, mm -hmm. it's an impact that I think still is valuable. And I'm definitely a fan of like, hey, attack this character. Do something to this character. I want you to go after this one so that I can do something with that one. You know what I mean? Like we're doing a little sleight of hand. And if you don't yep. deal with Ursa... On the right crisis setup, he's going to deal with you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good into teams that push. I think he's going to be really scary into teams that do plink damage. Like if you're just like, oh, I'll guess I'll just shoot you and try to get one damage. Ursa can aggressive and then charge you next round. And that's that's scary. Um, so that's when I think Ursa's going to shine. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Ursa's a character that like when we look at affiliations, right? Like obviously we know he's going to be a winter guard. When we start to look at affiliations that Ursa could pop into, I think that there is some very interesting, maybe not right off the cuff ideas. And one of those is a Sam Avengers or hmm. a shield. Two, two that I think are nice. One, Sam Avengers, because if an opponent dazes somebody else, he could move up into a nice position to do something, right? Mm -hmm. And then potentially remove some damage from himself, making him even tankier. All this fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like that. And then there's the idea of a, the shield, which I think is very interesting because he could pay a power to get an aggressive there 
And then, oh, you shot him from range five away, Shuri? Well, guess what? Now he's double aggressive up to you. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I play shield. That is uh, that is scary. Like, you know, it's is it competitively good? I don't know. But is that something that, like, on the tabletop, would that be fun to do with this bear model that looks awesome? Yes. Yes. Yes, it would. Yes. Yeah, and, exactly. And look, chewing through 14 health, I, I, I'm going to say it again. It is not easy. If you've, not, if you've played against Groot, and yes, Groot has the self-heal, but just play against Groot and tell me you can chew through 14 stamina easily. I'm telling you it's not as easy as you think. Agreed. Agreed. And I think a little tiny extra thing about it, you know, as opposed to like, so I think some people online are like, well, I wish he was six health and had invulnerabilities, something like that. But with seven health, it's very likely that you can use the only remaining uh, healing card, which is patch up. So there is like a little tiny advantage that it's sort of easier for you to use a healing card than it would be if someone had like slightly less health and you're trying to maximize that patch up card. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you have any other like subtle places you think that Ursa could fit into? I mean, f- fitting in a four threat as a splash is kind of tough. Um, just to just to one up you, will I'm going to say he's going to be great in Web Warriors because you really want that extra defense, so he <laughs> can always take exactly one damage and aggressive towards you. Absolutely, no, I, I think <laughs> Web Warriors. He, I think he could play there. And look, having that aggressive and having character that can hey i'm gonna hang out and and hold down this side if the battle moves away from me okay fine but like you know web warriors don't like getting demons they don't like getting intrusions Mm -hmm. so being able to splash in an ursa that can hold down some of those points i think it's pretty spicy it's it's uh it is the spicy version of web warriors which isn't their normal game plan but if you want to catch your opponent off guard i think it could be fun i think it could be fun absolutely and I will say this, though. Yes, he has four Mystic Defense, but I don't think Ursa plays in Convocation. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, like, it's, you could maybe do it, but he's not for me. Not for me. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's one of those things. You put models where you don't think they, you least expect, so see what happens. I mean, look, he would love to get a scalpel from Strange up into the face of somebody and then bare arm brawler them, you know? So. And we do, um, we do still have like uh, we're 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 pretty sure he has at least one tactics card, right? Called like Bear Hug, I think it's called. So, which we assume is for the bear. Um, um, so maybe he's got you know a really good tactics card, and then he's he's useful in a whole new set of teams or situations. Absolutely, yeah. We don't know what those tactics cards are, but when we see him, who knows? It could uh, yeah. open him up to the wider world. But uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I'm he's one of those characters I'm not like super excited for just in a general sense, but I definitely think he's got utility, and I think that there is still fun to be had, and especially, look, if you're playing an all-winter guard squad, I mean, you're going to have, what, Crimson Dynamo, Dark Star, Red Guardian, Ursa Major. That's four characters of your roster that we know are going to be affiliated with Winter Guard because they've talked about it enough as them being in Winter Guard. So, like, why not have him in your roster and then, oh, hey, let me drop him into the table against Web Warriors as an example, maybe. You know, maybe that's a bad example because they have some control elements that are a little different than others with their web lines and stuff. But either way, like, let me drop him on the table, see what happens. Just have some fun. Yeah. Well, but I think, so I think that's a great example. 
like if someone like Gwen shoots Ursa Major and you do a damage, I don't think Gwen can push because I think she's limited to size two. So then Ursa Major moves towards her and then charges and then eats Gwen. And then you're very happy playing against that. Well, so she can not do it on her impact webbing, but her her web line, I think, is size unrestricted. Got it. But that's the pull, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the pull sure, towards. Sure, pull me towards you. Nom nom nom. Exactly, exactly. But you know, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, nom noms for the bear arms for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Ursa, and I don't think. I mean, there anywhere where he can get some power, turn one, I think mm-hmm. is going to be good. So I mean, like the generic, like hey, this guy could go into Inhumans, or this one could fit into Steve Avengers. I think like you could play mm-hmm. him in any of those places, and I think have a good time. But I think there's other options that you would rather have in those yep. those places if you're starting to get on the little competitive side. So, you know, that's Ursa Major. And with that now, let's go over to his pack mate, the one and only Red Guardian. And this is a character that for years, and I mean years, I thought that like a U.S. agent and Red Guardian were the same thing. Mm. They are very different characters, people. Mm-hmm. And as always, we're going to start with the model. And this is one that I kind of like. Like, it's simple. It's, but it's nice. Like, it, his boots are legit. Like, he's got those awesome boots, I got to say. And yeah, those are the bootiest boots. They're something. Like, those boots are legit. And then I like how he's just kind of like standing there holding the shield. Like, yeah, come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. I, just, I kind of like It's a really it. good pose. Yeah. Yeah, it's chill. And he's got a massive tactical rock. I think he took Ursa's tactical rock and put it on himself. <laughs> I think you're right. He definitely took part of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think the cool thing about the pose is it's hard to show a dynamic defensive pose, whereas it's easy to show like an attacking pose. You're like jumping or lunging or, or you're punching or something, but a dynamic defensive pose I think is just harder to convey. And I think I, I really like it. It looks good. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm here for it. It's just one of those, like, there's nothing more to say than yeah. Solid, solid job. AMG way to go. Seal of approval stamp right on it. And now let's talk about his character card. And real quick, before we, I got to mention the art again, because like his boots got even bootier. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They're, they're both. I see what you mean, that maybe the contrast is more in the, in the art, but uh, the model is also pretty booty. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like the, the flaps on those boots, <laughs> like extended a little bit, like. It, it seems. It seems there's it's a little possible. something extra there. It is possible. You yes. know what I mean? Like, like they're kind of <laughs> mid-calf on the model. And then when you look at the card, we're talking, them things hang down near to his ankles. <laughs> You're right. You're right. They and, are outrageous. Yeah. And I love them. And I'm super here for it. And then also, just another little subtle note. It definitely looks like he's wearing boxer briefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they were doing with that. There's a weird, like line at his very top thigh it's either that or it's like a matching exact same color as his pants shorts that he pulls up over his pants <laughs> which do- also doesn't make sense they're either inner bo- boxers right. or outer boxers right i mean look when you're wearing something that tight are you even wearing underwear i mean come on like i mean i don't that's a weird question 
I I would assume yes. I don't. I've never been a superhero. I'm going to assume yes. Oh, I don't believe that. I'm sure in a past life you were definitely a superhero. But no, <laughs> I'd probably wear like a jock strap to keep you know the goods yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the rest of this, like I'm no nah, man. Like we're just that's it. That's what you got. You know, I'm fitting into a suit like this to show off all the muscles. There you go. <laughs> I don't want. I don't even want to imagine myself in the suit. No. Oh no. No, 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 it, no. no one would want to see that for me either. So. <laughs> Red Guardian Nikolai Kirilenko. He is the one and only Red Guardian here. So he has a top stat line, and I can say top stat line because this is still the old card design. Stamina value of five, a movement of medium, and it's worth noting on a small base, so 35 millimeter base. Size two, threat value of three. He has a physical defense of three, an energy defense of three. And a mystic defense of four, like I said earlier, I'm here for it. So that's a really standard three threat stat line, except for the four mystic defense, which I really like. Now, I will say, seeing this stat line and then harken back to Ursa, Ursa should totally have four physical defense. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a chonky bear. Right. He should be four three four. Yeah, agreed. So... Anyways, other than that, there's nothing exciting about this stat line other other than that Mystic Defense is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like Agreed. it. Agreed. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. So, would you like to cover his attacks? Absolutely. All right. So, he's got three attacks. The first one is a physical attack. It is range two, strength five, cost zero. Just wait till you guess what it's called. It's called his strike. After this attack is resolved, this character gains one power. And after this attack is resolved, if the target character is size three or less, push the target character away short. I kind of love that. Yeah. Okay, so I've been playing a lot of Iron Man, and you need the wild, and you never roll the wild when you need when you need it. So having a guaranteed push is so... It's so good for your planning, for your scheming, for for like control players. It's so good to know you're going to push someone away. And size three. So it, it I, I love it. Right. That's the thing. So with, with my play style and how I tend to approach a game, uh, I've been more aggressive lately, but I've also mm-hmm. been like hard control. This is mm-hmm. hard control that you have to account for, right? Like... You can't just park up on a on an objective and be like, "All right, I'm cool. I'm sitting here." No, no. You better you better booty block, put yourself touching something or something so that you don't get pushed off by Red Guardian because exactly like you said, knowing that you're going to get that push and it's size 3, so that means a character like Ursa, if you run into an Ursa, well, Ursa's a bad example because he's got aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh who's size 3 that that you can push off of things. Uh, Venom? Venom, there you go. Uh, also probably a bad example because he's going to clap back, but you can still push him off an objective, which is good. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So I, I just like that. I, I like that that form of control. And mm-hmm. another really subtle thing here with this model, gains one power. Yeah. It is not equal to damage dealt. It is one power, but it is a five dice physical strike. So... You know, let's again, remember, physical is the highest defense in the game. There's the most stuff that affects physical defense, right? Attacks and defensive tech, right? Like we've seen 
the martial artist for physical attacks, stuff like that. But still, having that push is going to make this really nice. And we've seen this attack before on Black Panther. Black Panther is power equal to damage dealt, but still, it's, it's, it's very similar, and I really kind of like it. Yeah, ag- agreed. I, I think it's, I like that you have the guaranteed one power. Um, I th- and I think that's different that, yeah, it's different than Panther. So this is a totally unique strike um, with a guaranteed push and a, and a gain one. That, that is remarkably consistent. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie, knowing you're going to gain just one power. Like I had a game recently and uh, the TTS season where I was like, okay, if I gain three power off of this attack, things are interesting. And it was like, well, let me just shoot for the moon here. Here we go, baby. Four dice to do three damage. <laughs> Not good odds. Yeah. yeah. I got it. I nailed it. I oh, nice. The, yeah, I got the three, and, and it was off to the races. It was still a sweat fest, but the point I'm making is knowing that you're going to be able to get at least one. Yeah. It, it really means a lot. Yeah, it it guarantees. I mean, so we'll we'll talk about his superpowers, but it guarantees his reactive superpower. So it's really nice just to be like, hey, I'm going to do a push, knock someone off an objective, and get it, and guarantee that I get some defensive tech later. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. What's the next one? So the next one is something we've seen before. It is called Shield Throw. It is physical, uh, range four, strength four, and costs zero. After this attack is resolved, this character gains one power. And this attack ignores line of sight, and the defending character does not benefit from cover, and there is a wild ricochet. So after this attack is resolved, you may make another shield throw attack. Is that Sam's shield throw, I believe? Uh, yes, except Sam's pushes. So oh, it's, it's what okay. this actually so is, is more like original Steve before he got a rebalance, but mm-hmm. it gains you one power. So original yeah. shield throw, the very, very first iteration of shield throw we saw in Crisis Protocol, you didn't gain one power. It was just the four dice plus the ignoring plus ricochet. It was terrible. Really, it was terrible. And, and we've also seen this attack on Taskmaster, and there's a reason that Taskmaster doesn't use it because it doesn't gain him one power. If it gained him one power, I think Taskmaster would use it more. The nice thing about this is, like, I like the thematic element here, too. So, Captain America's new shield throw is a five-dice shield throw, making it significantly more useful, significantly more likely to get the ricochet. The one power generation is amazing, right? Red Guardian is not Captain America, and I like the fact that they kept it at four dice. Like, I don't love four dice things, but I love that he gains a power from this. Like, there's a a non-zero thing that you could move to a like infinity formula or something and then do a shield throw gain that power and then boom you're ready for some stuff you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah i i like that he can move shield throw gain a power do his stuff and and of course there's you know ignoring line of sight and ignoring cover is is really useful and characters are usually together so if you do get lucky and you get the ricochet two four die attacks is is good it's not nothing it's ask yeah. rapid fire characters you know, it's not yes. nothing. So yes. uh, I think it's really solid. And ignoring cover, so this is an interaction that comes up sometimes, not all the time. If you do this into Rocket Raccoon, he does not benefit from cover because this attack specifically says the character does not benefit from cover. So that's an interaction that a lot of people 
sometimes have trouble with where Rocket says that he always benefits from cover, but an attack like this does not benefit from cover. That literally means, Rocket, you getting hit, baby. Ouch. Yes. So, I love stuff like that. Like, I love things that can help me deal with that damn rat. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, if, but if he's on your side, then he's an adorable trash panda, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, don't hurt my trash panda. What's wrong with you? He's our mascot. What's wrong? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's next? The next one, the third and final attack, is also physical. Siberian Shield Slam. Range 2, Strength 6, and it costs 3 power. If the target character is size three or less, after this attack is resolved, it may be thrown short. Solid. Like, that's literally just solid. No trigger, thrown short, six dice, three power. I think he's going to have power for days, personally. Yeah, I, I think if you... So if you get lucky, you can, like, shield throw, ricochet, get two power, and then sh Siberian shield slam on and chuck them away. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. He's, there's there's some fun stuff there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, for a suite of attacks, they're, they're attacks that we've kind of seen iterations of before, but I think mm -hmm. this is like an interesting and unique combination. Range two, six dice, three power. That's fair. And but then the size three throw, I love it. I think that's really nice. And again, it we're we're setting up a character here that uh, has a lot of interesting control elements to himself. A, a surprising amount of control, right? Uh, it's just, it seems like everything is just a little bit of control. He's, he's, so, he's so consistent. Exactly. Like, consistency, I think, is key. And, and that means, like, I say he's going to have power for days. You're, you're going to be spending it on Siberian Shield Slam and his only spendable superpower, which we're going to talk about here in a second, probably often, but at the same time, you're going to consistently have that power to be able to do those things, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, he's gonna have power. It's nice. It's 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 nice. And and you said we haven't seen something like this, like this before, but I think we have. Will, um, so Captain America has a shield slam, and it's almost identical, except it's one cost less. And so I kind of again like that, where he's like just like Captain America, but he's just a little bit just a little bit worse, but but at a lower threat cost. So what you're saying is he's Costco Cap. Oh, he is. Oh, <laughs> oh, he is. He's Costco Cap. Somebody said that on the when I first revealed this card, like on <laughs> on the House Party Protocol Facebook page. Which, if you're not following, oh. definitely do that. They're like, oh, so it's Costco Cap. I'm like, yes. Somebody else said, like, if you order Captain America off a of wish, like that's exactly that's, that's so perfect, dude. That's it is. so perfect. It is. It's funny. It's funny and fun. It is. It is. I love it. So we've got Costco Wish Cap here. And <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about his superpowers now. So yeah. he has a reactive superpower. Focused Repulsion Field. It's going to cost you two power. It's reactive. So that means that there's a trigger that's going to happen. And that's, you know, when the attack or or whatever, there's, there's always, you know, when this character's thrown, attacks, whatever. That's how reactive superpowers work. You have to wait for that trigger to happen. But I have some fun, spicy stuff to tell you about this one a little bit later. So, focus repulsion field. When this character is targeted by a physical or energy attack, it may use this superpower. This character adds blanks in its defense role to its total successes. So, again, Costco cap over here. 
he can do it all day with a little help from a superpower. Absolutely. Yeah, counting blanks is very, very powerful. And and of course, sometimes you pay for it and it does nothing. But I, I would say more often than not, you're rolling at least one blank. So it feels like to me, you're adding one success to your defense roll. Well, uh, it, functionally, you are in the sense of, okay, let's look at let's look at an eight-sided die that we have here, right? So we've got one shield, one skull, one critical, one wild, two hits, and two blanks. So you exponentially increase your odds of counting successes when you count blanks. I, <laughs> so I'm, let's, see if I, let's see if I'm good at this. I think you add it's something like seventh, eighth of a success because there's two blanks out of eight sides, so there's one in four chance. And if you're rolling three dice... That's, um, yeah, I think, I think that's six eighths, right? So three quarters. Anyway, something like, it's like three quarters of a success, I think. But that's a lot. That's an extra that, three quarters a of a success. And, and you got to remember, it's per die. Yeah. So if you're rolling three dice, like he is here, physical energy, you know, it's, I, when I say exponentially, I just mean in the fact that like it goes <laughs> up per die and you got to factor in oh. criticals. You know what I mean? Like oh. you hit a critical and now that extra die can become another yes. success. I mean, you're, yes. you're doubling your chances of success more than double. It's a lot. It, 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 cause I, I, I think whenever I roll dice, if I roll three, I'm going for, I hope I get one. Um, Absolutely. and I think it, with this superpower, I would hope to get two. Absolutely. So it's, it's a, a lot better than I think it gets credit for and red guardian yeah. here. So a, as we've gone through this character and he's got one more superpower we're going to talk about here. I think that this is just really interesting. So his last superpower is an innate superpower. So he always has this active. When this character is damaged by an enemy or an allied effect, after the effect is resolved, if this character is not dazed, it gains one power. So what was that we were talking um, about, about power for days? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be great. This is great against all these little tiny rapid fire characters. I mean... Right? Yeah. Uh, like, and, it, and, and it kind of, it kind of uh, refunds his superpower. So if you take one damage, uh, then you're going to get an extra power. You're going to get power from the damage and a power from the superpower, and you can use the shield again. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I love that little bit of synergy there. Yeah. That It's like, okay, if you, if you make the effort to pay for Repulsion Field, you're going to have a chance to get some of that back. And... Yep. Look, taking one damage, chipping away at a character like this. Yeah, he's got five stamina. So, but making your opponent have to chip away at a character that has this level of control, mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Yep. Like, sign Agreed. me up. Like, I'm like Red Guardian in. Yeah, I, um, I really like Red Guardian. Um, the way I've been thinking about him is he is 80% Captain America and 20% Black Panther. And I think. I think I could find a use for that, especially in my shield roster where I need control um, really bad because I, I don't have much. So having someone with a guaranteed push on a strike is like, I, I, could, I could see him. Yeah. And it's also worth noting on his injured side, he goes up to six stamina, which I think is really nice. I, I think that little bit extra on the injured side is really cool. Agreed. Just like Captain America. So... I, I'm with you, and like I think that there's just some really interesting things at play here, and when I look at this character, I think he does a lot for 
the Winter Guard as a whole, like being a really nice frontline character. And if you start a roster with, or a squad, I should say, with Crimson Dynamo, Red Guardian, Dark Star, right? Those three characters give you a 10 threat core. And then you're, unless you get to 20 and you're throwing in a bunch of two threats from the rest of the game, you're pretty much going to be affiliated. So like, correct. Playing that core and then affiliated, you know, staying affiliated and splashing some other characters in there, I think is going to be super awesome. Personally, I don't say super awesome is probably a little bit of an, of an oversight. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be fun. And I think it's gonna be pretty damn good, frankly. Yeah, I, I think, I think it'll be fun. And I, I think there's some good synergies like D- dark star can teleport. So then you can get, you know, teleport, you know, Costco cap and get two pushes <laughs> with his strike. Um, like he, there's some fun stuff you can do. Well, not only that. So hang on, there's another one. Ooh. Ooh. So dark star has a reactive superpower. It costs her a lot. Fair. Mm-hmm. It's three power. Dark Force Barrier. When this character or an allied character within range three is targeted by a physical or energy attack, this character may use the superpower. Add two dice to the defense roll against that attack. This character or the allied character cannot be advanced, pushed, or placed by the effects of that attack. So boom, Red Guardian can't be pushed off of an objective, and he gets two more dice. And when he's targeted by an attack, he can use blanks. Wow, that is delightful. Isn't it just delightful? And then, hang on, I'm going to put some more delight on you. Put these two in Web Warriors, profit. <laughs> yes, everything comes back to Web Warriors. Every time. Every time. But, uh, you know, it's, just, it's one of those things where, like, I think it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, Dark Stars, mm-hmm. her Dark Force Barrier and her Dimensional Portal are a little bit expensive, especially considering her power generation problems. Yeah. But but it is really interesting. Yeah, and I but I mean I think when you want to use that is when someone's about to use their spender to try to finish you in one blow. Oh, absolutely. And that and that's probably by turn two or turn three, probably. And by that point, she should be able to get at least one dark force barrier up as long as she's still alive. Absolutely. And it's range three. So like you've yeah. got some space there. Yeah, and, and and when you put that on a character like Red Guardian, and you you combine that little bit of synergy, I I just kind of love it. It's just fun, and agreed. And I think that this character, Red Guardian specifically, let's go back to him now because he's the main topic here. And I think that you're not going to su- be surprised when I say this, Pat, but I, I kind of want him in my convocation list like right now. <laughs> and why is that? Okay, so, confirmed with the Living Tribunal that is Thoris and Nagoldar, they are one. Uh, they're, they're two different people, but they're definitely one. Um, <laughs> confirmed. So, how Ironbound Books works is when you are targeted by a physical attack, you can change it to Mystic. Okay? So, when Red Guardian is targeted by a physical attack, he can choose to use focused repulsion field then he can change it to roll four dice mystic defense because that step that targeting step as the player choosing those powers i get to choose the order in which those powers activate really i didn't know that yes so let's go back to dark star who i think also like the, look 
Convocation is my jam right now, and this just, I don't think this is going to be competitively good, but it seems fun as hell. So, Darkstar could potentially boost up the defenses, and then focus Repulsion Field, and then we're rolling six dice Mystic Defense counting blanks. <laughs> yes, all the things. And also, hang on, Darkstar into Convocation is really interesting, again, on the Ironbound Book's turn. Oh, hey, you targeted me with a physical attack. Well, guess what? Doctor Strange is going to now roll seven dice mystic defense. Oh, and when he rolls wilds, he's canceling out your successes and getting a power himself. Thank you. And he's got the (laughs) re-roll. I mean, like I said earlier, profit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, That sounds really good. I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's fun, and I think Red Guardian, like more than any other character that's been spoiled recently, like really recently. I think Red Guardian in my convocation list is really fun and really spicy. And it's one of those things where it's like, I can definitely find room for a three threat character, I think. And a character like this, who who has this level of control that me mm-hmm. as a player, like fits my play style, right? Is that level of control. And he's not a heavy investment. So like yep. I can go park him on a point and feel okay about it. Yeah, I I think he is in a similar slot as Shuri because it's guaranteed pushes, but Shuri is frail and fragile and has to stay in the back. And this guy can't, like if you have a, like a, what is it, an E objective where it's like the center, like the dodgeball line in the middle of the gym. Yeah. Like I think that's where Red Guardian is going to be really good. Oh, absolutely. I think on things like, you know, anywhere that he can, he can functionally move about the board and, and like, oh, you, you left Black Cat or some random character to just hang out on this point. Okay, well, it's Red Guardians now. Yeah, yeah, bonk, yeah. You know? And I, I think thematically, it feels like you're attacking him and he's just like bouncing you off his shield, which it just, I, I look at the character and I look at the card art and I'm like, that makes sense. He should, he should push you. Yeah, exactly. So what about for you, Patrick? Where do you feel like Red Guardian could slot in as other than where we already know he is, which is Winter Guard? So I play shield and I, I did immediately think he would be really good there and, and, and much better than like Ursa. Like I, I think Ursa is a cute play. I think red guardian fits really well into shield just cause I, I need a little bit more control in my lists. Mm-hmm. Um, a reactive superpower. I actually do think of Avengers all the time, especially when they cost two. Oh, yeah. So if he can just for one power count blanks, whoo, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I think any list that needs control. So that that's where I think he fits. I, I don't know about synergies, but I, I think that's where he's going to be really good. Yeah, I agree with you. And look, I'm, I'm I'm gushing over this character right now, but he only has five stamina on his healthy side. Focus repulsion field, it counts blanks, right? He's He is definitely going to go down more easily than you might think, okay? Like, I, I want to be very, very clear about that. Like, he's not some tanky, immortal brute. You know, but I think that deployed correctly and yes, he wants to be in your face, but like he's, he's not going to, going to run into the thick of it and just take on all comers, right? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think he's that kind of character, but in, in a very focused way, focused repulsion field way of control, I think that he can, he can find a home in a lot of different places that are, are looking for some cheap control that your opponent could also go into right like like if you invest in red guardian in your squad you're not upset if your opponent's attacking him too much yeah 
You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to lose activations per se, but at the same time, like, okay, you, you attack Red Guardian while character X goes and does other things. Yeah. Yeah, he's a three threat, right? Like, you know, a, a lot of times the characters that I really need to do something are four, five, or six threats. And so having a really, a slightly tanky three threat with control is really nice. Yeah, and when you look at a character, again, in the three threat zone, like a Heimdall, right? Like Heimdall's mm -hmm. been a character that, you know, had a, had a nice little spike of being taken in TTS that I think fell off a lot. But the problem with Heimdall is you want Heimdall there for his reroll support, right? And his attacks are fine, and Forfend is nice for when your opponent comes up and everything. So, like, he's got some nice kit, but you kind of want to keep him safe. Whereas with Red Guardian, yeah. it doesn't really matter how safe you keep him because you don't really need to. Yep. He's, uh, I think his play style is, like, expendable. I think that's kind of what we're saying. I mean that's yeah. 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 It's I don't know. I'm I'm just super here for him and and it's a character that like for real I, I've changed up my convocation roster for the second half of TTS just a little bit and I've added in uh, Lizard and Juggernaut. And depending mm -hmm. on how Lizard performs for me this season, like Red Guardian seriously might be in because I just I like the character and I think he fits my playstyle to a T. I, I think so like lizard is like top tier uh tank endurance um so if you turn down the endurance of lizard and turn way up the control that's who i think he is absolutely absolutely man yeah. you're 100 percent right on that and i'm and he's got boots and uh, look those boots are sweet <laughs> yeah exactly they're sweet so pat i think that about does it for this episode of house party protocol where can people find you you know what? You can find me on Twitter. I am at BFTrick. Uh, that is the same as my Discord handle. Um, so you can hit me up on all the Discords. Is that BFTrick? And I sometimes write up battle reports on patricks40khobby.com, which definitely needs a new domain. But, um, you know, life's busy. So I'll, I'll get to the new, new domain someday. But for right now, patricks40khobby.com. Yeah. Life's a little bit busy, says the guy with a new baby coming out. Soon, soon. Yes. In uh, in two hours, the baby is due. The baby is due in two hours <laughs> and eight minutes. There you go. There you go. So we'll see. Exciting stuff. We'll see. We'll see indeed. Can't wait to see pictures of, of new new baby Ryland out there, you know, doing the thing. Excited. So <laughs> Painting minis. Painting minis, old. that's right. Put a paintbrush right in that baby's hand. Straight away. Perfect. Straight away. So <laughs> Suits, make sure to check us out on Facebook if you're not already uh, following us over there, but you listen to us here, definitely do that. You know, we'll we'll post things whenever we have new characters revealed and stuff like that, and I love seeing what the Suits' opinions are. It's always a fun time. Always good to interact with people over there. Make sure to send me messages on Facebook if you have any questions. I had a guy today, actually, sent me a roster question. He's just out of the blue. He hmm. says, hey, I'm going to take a shot, send a roster question. And we just had a nice little chat about this guy's roster. And, you know, I wish him all the luck in an upcoming event. I hope I, I steered him in the right direction. I channeled an inner barn cat, and I told him things that I thought barn cat would like, being a Guardians of the Galaxy player. So, you know, that is what it is. If y'all don't know who barn cat is, just you will. Don't worry. You will. So <laughs> just, I just say that to say, like, I really enjoy the community interaction. Like, that's, hmm. The thing that keeps me going the most with all of this is just the interaction there, the interaction on our Discord, which if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, 
you can join our Discord community and just be a part of a really great group of people that, you know, we have really good, thoughtful discussions, but everyone is kind. You know, it's always like somebody might not agree with everyone's opinion, but it's it's never, never any animosity. It's Mm-mm. always amicable and it's always a great, great place for sharing painting, sharing tactics, sharing your your favorite movies. You know, we we talk about different mm-hmm. movies and stuff in there that have nothing to do with Marvel Christ Protocol. It's just a good time and a great community. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I absolutely love it. And real quick, I do have to say, you know, to the patrons out there, especially the Mark V patrons, you guys, I'm I'm constantly just blown away by all of y'all and I'm going to go ahead and, and give you guys the shout out here that you deserve because it's just, it's just one of those things where it, it humbles me every single day. So Anthony, Benjamin, Brian, Carl, Cody, Dakota, Dan, David, Eric, Eric, Jason, Jason, Jeff, Josh, Josiah, Lexa, Michael, Nathan, Nathan, Randall, Ron, Scott, Sean, and Will, you guys, all of all of the suits, but you guys at the Mark V tier, like I'm I'm just I'm blown away. I'm blown away. And and it makes me just I, I'm you get I'm 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 at a loss for words, which is something that's unusual for me, as y'all know. But uh thank y'all so much. And uh also I do have to make an announcement today because there's some really cool things happening. So if you're coming to NashCon and you are a suit, so a a patron official suit, you are going to get something from me at NashCon that I hope you're going to like. And it'll be, you know, just just for that. And uh, you might see it on our Patreon at some point, but at least right now, it's just something that if you're a suit on our Patreon and you're at NashCon, you're going to have something. So make sure to check that out if you're there. Also, also, after doing some uh, market research, if you will, we are going to be starting an HPP YouTube channel. So I'm pretty sure it's just going to be called House Party Protocol on, on the YouTubes. And what we're going to be doing at first is having just my matches from TTS seasons up on a YouTube channel in all their glory and despair, all that fun stuff. Just literally going to be those games. So it's nothing special yet. However, I can't tell you guys about it just yet, but there are some things in the works that I think are going to make this YouTube channel something really cool and something really awesome and that uh, I hope you guys would really like. So definitely be sure to check that out. And then lastly, like I've been saying it, I think for like months, 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 literally merch is right around the corner. So be on the lookout for that stuff. I'm really excited. I've got a couple things working actually right before we started doing this show. We, we had uh, some interactions with some stuff. So like, I'm really excited for that. I got some fun stuff. It's going to be, uh, be a good time. So Suits, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps other people that are looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way here. And uh, yeah, I think I've rambled on long enough. Party on, Pat. Party on, Will. And power 
down suits. <laughs> 